Welcome to Union Money. I'm Brian Hirsch, and this evening we're going to focus once again on the financial planning situation. With July identified as saving month, the real question is, are your saving plans going? How are they? I believe in separating the concept of saving from that of investing. Saving is about putting money away that will be used in the next one to three years. The saver does not want to take any risks and wants certainty and security. When it comes to investing, it's all about achieving long-term growth, but with measured risk. And joining me this evening is Daryl Bennett, Wealth Advisor of Sassfin, and Tony Pick, Head of Savings, Standard Bank. Guys, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you very much. Daryl, we've had really had a t- rough time. Consumers are really stretched. And the question is, we've got higher VAT, we've got higher cost, the fuel prices and everything happening. So how are you encouraging people in these times to increase their savings? It's not easy. They've got to look at their budgets. They've got to go back to the drawing board. They, uh, uh, with the petrol price going up, they've got to look at ways and be creative, perhaps get into a lift scheme with, with, with fellow colleagues in the office to reduce the, the petrol cost. Um, but basically, it's a good time to look at their budget. Because Tony, pe- people are struggling to save. I mean, it is a difficult thing. I mean, we talk about financial planning. We talk about the importance of putting money away, paying yourself first. But it has become difficult, certainly at the lower income, maybe middle income, with higher tax. I mean, you think about taxes at 45% of the maximum rate. I mean, people have been earning a lot of money. But when you're paying marginal rates of 45% and you've got all that the lifestyle built in to higher earnings, it's still a struggle. No, it definitely is a struggle. And uh, yes, we can manage our finances by tracking all our expenses on a, on, on a daily basis. But I think to a large degree, it's about... Uh, how we manage our behaviours and in, in, in our spending. Um, so as opposed to detailed uh, uh, managing your, your expenses. So how do we manage our behaviours to make sure that uh, we spend on, on the right things? I think behaviour, people don't realise. We talk about the challenges facing people at retirement. We talk about longevity, we talk about yes. inflation, we talk about risk to beat both and beat inflation and at the same time make sure we've got a lot of money. But it's behaviour that changes everyone's pattern. You have clients who retire and then they change, they buy a new car, do alterations, lend their children money. And instead of their capital growing, it's actually diminishing. And now they've got to live on less and yet each year they need that much more. Yes, absolutely correct. Um, We tend to spend a lot of money on the once that we like as opposed to the needs. And we need to distinguish between uh, what we really need versus what are those want things uh, that we can uh, live without. Daryl, you always talk about the rules that one should follow to live comfortably. You talk about putting a financial plan together, the steps of putting a financial plan. And people often phone me after the show, says, I really want, please, can you send me those steps? Let's go through the steps in putting together a financial plan. Well, there's six steps. I mean, it's it's internationally recognized by the Financial Planning Institute, the International Financial Planning Institute. And the six-step process is step number one, to define the relationship. Step number two, to to capture the data. Step number three, to analyze the data. Step number four, to make recommendations. Step number five, to implement the plan. And step number six, to monitor and review the plan, be it on an annual basis and a biannual basis. And it's, that's it. Those are the six steps. Daryl, people have been very disappointed. If you look at investment returns, if you look at equity returns 
over the long, you know, we talk about the long term. When I opened the program, I said, you know, people save for a, for a particular goal. They've got a particular objective. Maybe you need to put a deposit down on a home or children's education or buy, you know, buy a car, whatever the case is. Investing is the long term. But people have taken risk. And the last five years, they certainly haven't been rewarded for that risk they've taken in equity markets, certainly locally. Globally, people have done a lot better, and yet they always compare investment returns globally in dollars or sterling to investment returns in South Africa. You can't. But we have been, we are, have been disappointed with local returns. The local returns at the moment haven't performed the last four years, but people forget what happened before that. You know, the markets ran hard from 2008. Okay, from 2008 after the global financial crisis, the markets recovered and there was strong growth during the commodity boom and while China was building. So, you know, investing is a long-term game. You've got to sit tight, you've got to be patient and you've got to let it ride itself out. The, the market will correct itself and the, and the returns will be there over a long period of time. They're all good and well, but let's understand, what about people who've come in in the last three to four years? You know, for the risk they've taken, they might as well have just kept the money in money market or government bonds, even though there was tax, but they would have got off the tax five, five and a half percent. It's been tough, yeah. but you know, hindsight is a perfect science that if one's done a correct analysis and if, you know, over a long period of time, equities have outperformed all other asset classes. And if there isn't enough capital for one's retirement, and if one needs to either retire at a later stage, because we're living longer, and one needs to be in the equity market, well, then that's where you've got to need. That's where you've got to be. And if the market hasn't moved, it's just too bad. You've just got to stick it out. Now, Tony, what's your comment on this? You know, people saving, putting money away for the long term, and yet they haven't been rewarded, certainly in the last four to five years. Yes, there's obviously a lot of different savings and investment products that banks do offer that gives you a guaranteed return. And one of the new products that the government came up with in 2015 was your tax-free savings account. Uh, which is an ideal vehicle to save where uh, the interest that you earn on the tax or so on the investment is tax-free. Um, it is a long-term investment uh, or strategy, so you need to save over ideally a long period of time. But the benefit of that is that you get, um, in most cases, a fixed inc uh, um, return on your investment and uh, the return is, is tax-free after a period of time. Yeah, but look, look, let's understand one thing about tax-free investments. People aren't as emotionally attached to those investments as they are to other but investments. But listen, that's a, but that's a product you're talking about, and there's nothing wrong with it. But if, if, if the person needs to target inflation plus 6% or looking for a return of, say, 12 or 13, then you can't put them in a guaranteed product where they're getting 6 or 7% just because their capital is safe if they need to get higher returns. Well, we're going to take a break. We've got a new temporary number at the moment, 011-484-0468. It is a temporary number, 011-484-0468. Apologise last, to last week's viewers who tried to get through. We were having problems with our line. Please stay tuned. We'll be back shortly.
Welcome back in this to your money this evening. We are focusing on financial planning. My guests, Daryl Bennett and Tony Pick, if you'd like to call, please note it's a temporary number, 011-484-0468. You can also email me at brian at bdtv.co.za. I've got Mickey on the line. Mickey, good evening. Go ahead with the question. Hi, Brian. I have a policy at the moment with a good cash value. I can get a policy with another company which will give me the same cover at the same time some cash. What should I look for? Thank you for that, Mickey. Big question that a lot of people have. I mean, if you think about some of the companies, I think back into the 60s and 70s, the switching that was done, certainly from Sun Life of Canada and Manufacturers Life Prudential to, to Liberty, big change in the market as well. Mickey's question is policy, cash value, I get the same cover, take the cash, invest the cash, and what should you look out for? Well, I think, firstly, make sure that she's getting the advice from an independent financial advisor, so there's no conflict of interest to sell a particular product. And secondly, that advisor must be completely transparent. Make sure that there are no penalties. So it's one thing that Mickey's getting the cash out, but make sure they're not leaving anything behind for the insurer. And secondly, there may be initiation charges or initiation costs to establish the new policy. Thirdly, she must have a look at it over a long period of time. It might seem that it's a lot low, the premium's low to begin with, but over two or three years it may be become a, a lot more expensive. Yeah, premium patterns. You've got to watch premium patterns Correct. because you talk about premium today. A lot of those old policies didn't have escalations and didn't have review dates, and yet the new policies all have review dates. Tony, anything you'd like to comment on that, about cash values from a policy, cashing the policy in, investing it, and buying a new policy? Yeah, I think it depends on, on what, what you really want uh, to do with that money, what your goals are, uh, whether it's short or long term. Um, obviously, there's various products that you can take that's short term, and yes, you can take that, or your funds are guaranteed and you'll get a return on that. But you need to each one look at individually and see what their goals are, whether it is a short or long term investment and make a, a decision uh, um, based on those goals. Yeah. I think what is important, Mickey, never give up a policy, and that's to anyone, never give up a policy before you've been accepted by a new company giving you that same cover because it's not always that money that buys insurance. Often it's your health and people don't realise that. Leonard in Randburg says, when is it a good time to update a will and what are the pitfalls of not having a will? Daryl? A good time to update a will. Apparently a lot of people don't even have wills. Well, it's a myth. Everybody's got a will. You've either got a will with a state or, you, which, or you've got a will that you've done with a bank or you've done with uh, an attorney or with an accountant or somebody. So a good time to, to draft a will is if there's been a major change in one's life, be it getting married or having a baby or even have lost a loved one, or if there's a major change in legislation around wills. So those are good times to review a will. Tony, you, you come from the banking environment. I mean, you know, ba I mean, banks encourage customers all the time to actually update or do create do wills and then update the wills. Yes. What is your experience? What percentage of your customers? Any idea that I don't even have a will? No, no idea. I'm going to lie to you if I, if I, if yeah. I think of a number. Yes. Um, but obviously, the time periods where you do update a will is normally when you start looking at getting married, when you've got children, where there are big events that uh, has got an impact of, on your financials. When do you want to, or how do you want to distribute your wealth or, or uh, um, your assets? 
uh, when you do pass away. And those are normally, it appears, where there's a big change in your life. I think statistics show that about 70, 74% of people don't even have wills. And I always say, you know, even if you have a simple will, at least you know where you want, and your assets will go where you want them to go to, not necessarily in terms of you die without a will. In test state, it is, there's a formula. It'll go husband to wife, then to children, then to grandchildren, then up the line to um, parents, and then across the, the board to brothers and sisters and then to cousins. So if you want money to go to the right place, make sure you've got a will. Buell and Santon says, do trusts still have a role to play with interest-free loans having come to an end? I mean, you know, the fact that, to inter- that you can't uh, make, make a loan and without incurring some interest charge, which I think is it's now 7.75% on that loan, but it's treated as a nation. Darrell, I think trusts still have a big part to They've play got a big part, in financial part to planning. Play. One's got to do an assessment and have a look at it. If there's a big loan or a big loan account to, to the trust or that needs to be paid back and the interest that is accruing is, uh, it's a cost versus benefit. If, if one is paying the interest on the loan, it may not be in the founder's best interest to keep the trust. However, there are other reasons and intentions that people have got trusts and one needs to do an analysis. If there's no loan, if the loan's been paid off, then it's very good to keep the trust. But once again, you've got to look to see what's inside the trust, why you've got the trust, what's the intention. There's been an increase in capital gains tax that inside the trust is very onerous. So one's got to assess it. Okay, and the Davis tax recommendations are ultimately that you can't attribute that income to the individual, where, and you'll pay, you know, which is 40% of the gain, whereas in the trust you're going to pay 80% of the gain. Which is effectively 36% in the trust versus 18% yeah. for a 45% taxpayer. Nevelyn Wavely says, what should the mix of local, local versus offshore assets be in a portfolio, Tony? How much, you know, the, 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 co- the concept of offshore investments? Yeah, that's outside of my expertise. Well, first of all, it depends on, once again, the intention and the time horizon. And I, my, my view is that if you've got a long-term view and you want capital growth, we, you want to put clients' money in the best companies in the world, and those best companies in the world don't necessarily sit on the JSE. And it's not a, 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 a negative slant on South Africa. I was talking to a client today. If you lived in New Zealand, which is a stable country, you're not going to have your capital on the New Zealand stock market. You're going to have it in the best companies in the world, which are predominantly in Europe and America. So for, for long-term growth, you want to be in the best companies in the world. If you require income, well, then you need it in the country that you're living in. Yeah. And, and that's where you come in, I mean, from Standard Bank's point of view, in personal and savings. I mean, it is about, you know, the security and the creation of income. That's exactly it. Um, so we offer a wide range of savings and investment products that will secure your, your interest, secure your funds. And those people that uh, want to guarantee that their interest in the capital is secure, those are the products that we look after or that I look after within South Africa. Okay, let me just take James. Good evening, James. Please go ahead with the question. Yes. Can you tell me, is it advisable that both spouses have life insurance? Yeah, good question, Daryl. Both spouses to have life insurance. I mean, you know, you think my, 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 my partner's not working, but maybe looking after children. That's Absolutely. a cost. Something happens, to, something happens to your wife. Then you need an au pair. You need, so someone. you need to do an assessment. It depends on their needs. But, but there's nothing wrong with both spouses having you know, life James, insurance. James, a simple question is, you know, you leave, each spouse needs to have their own personal portfolio. And life insurance plays a very big Life insurance and dreaded disease play a very big part in, in a financial plan. We've got a temporary number tonight, 011-484-0468. We're going to take a break. Stay tuned.
Welcome back, and if you just joined the program, in we're focusing on the financial planning area. My guests, Daryl Bennett and Tony Pick. Our lines will remain open, 011, it's a temporary number, 011-484-0468. And I'll also continue to answer emails that have come in. got an email from Raymond in Johannesburg. He says, investment returns in unit trust endowments, retirement annuities are all below 9 to 10% over the last two to three years. Why not just invest in money market instruments, even if you have to pay tax? The extra return does not seem the risk. What is our view? It has been difficult. We've spoken about it. It has been difficult over the last two years. But as you and I know, investing for the long term, you've got to take risk. And also when the market turns, it turns quickly. You know, and one gets one's gains in, in a period of 10 or 20 days over a long period of time. Yeah. So in hindsight, yes, you could be in cash or you could be in bonds. But if you need that growth in the portfolio, you need to be in equities. You know, Daryl, it's interesting if you look at those statistics and they put those statistics out. If you invested over five years and you'd been out of the market, the top 20 yeah. or 30 days, I mean, five years, we're talking something like 1,800 days. And if you'd been out the market for the 30 best performing days, as you say, how quickly they pick up, how that impacts actually on your ultimate return. Correct. Tony, let's just talk about the latest Reserve Bank quarterly report that came out for December, came out at the end of March. Mm-hmm. It talks about savings dropping. It talks yes. about the savings style of South Africa as being less than 16%. I mean, what can you do to help individuals increase their savings? What, how can you encourage them? What are you actually doing at the bank to say to your customers, look, you need to save a bit more? Yeah. So... We obviously offer a wide range of products uh, that we offer to our customers and we make it as easy as possible for them to open these accounts. So there's very low entry criteria, uh, generally no fees associated to these accounts, um, so that anybody can very easily open an account. And of course, as I mentioned, uh, the tax-free savings product that's recently been launched uh, to incentivize uh, people to save. So there's uh, various uh, uh, type of, of tools uh, that we give to, to the public to save. And of course, um, visiting these type of shows and the media, advertising our rates and those type of things, uh, all aimed at encouraging and educating um, our customers. It's a pity that that uh, tax-free saving, you can only put 33,000 Rand in a year. Because it's fantastic when you roll it up. No capital gains, no tax on interest, no, no uh, dividends tax. Darrell, I mean, it's, certainly one should have that. It's 33,000 now. Well, I think one should still use a retirement fund or a pension fund because you get the tax deduction. So it's after-tax money. That's and the roll-up ta- in the retirement fund. Uh, correct. Yeah. And then you've got for the tax-free saving, it's after-tax money. But I think to, to, to go into what Tony's saying, I think it's important to see the people. The advisors need to see, see the clients so that they can uh, educate them, talk to them, find out their needs, what their goals are, and then put a plan in place. And then from that, the savings will come. Uh, Richard Howie says, am I able to move my tax-free savings account from one company to another? Yes, you certainly can. So from 1st of March, you can uh, transfer your savings products from one company to another. There is a formal process to follow though. So what we found with our customers, some will transfer directly from the existing savings to another savings account. And as soon as you do that, then you lose a tax-free benefit. So as long as you follow the process where the banks transfer the funds directly themselves, yes, you can do it from 1st of March this year. Paul in Durban says, how do I decide on whether to buy an RA or an endowment? Carol? 
Well, I think you should I, have both. You, I, don't uh, think, I don't think it's an all. I think you should, in terms of your overall savings, I think a, a retirement annuity has a home and an endowment. And has it a also home. depends on your on your tax rate. So I was with a client today who's gone into retirement. He had a couple of endowments, and I said, you know, it doesn't need the endowments anymore because that it's taxed at thirty percent interest and income and twelve percent capital gains tax. When he was a forty-five percent taxpayer, the endowment was good. But now his tax rate is reduced below the 30%, so he doesn't need the endowment. So it depends, the tax rate's very important to ascertain whether you need the endowment or not. The retirement annuity is also um, not as flexible as the endowment. So if a young person goes into a retirement annuity, they can't access that money until they're 55, and it could be a 20, 30 year period, and at 55, they can only take a third. So it depends on what their goals are, of where you that's put why, the money. That's why I say, you know, a unit trust and endowment Good vehicles uh, for part of your financial planning. Retirement duty has different connotations. Retirement planning is about retirement. It's putting money away for retirement. Correct. Endowments could be, uh, if you're a youngster, 25, when you need money at 35 or 40 or 45. Uh, Evan in Blackpan says, I want to invest in unit trusts, but they're over 1,500. Please explain how a financial planner can really add value to a choice of unit trusts. It's putting a strategy in place. So it's finding out what their goal is and yeah. what the, the money needs to do. What do you need to do? To be, do you need to match inflation, beat inflation by 2, 3, 4, 5%? Yes, but here he's saying, okay, we've agreed that I, I want to go long term. I want to be in the market. How do you pick a unit trust? Well, you're not going to get it 100% spot on. But as long as you've got the right asset classes or the right mix of unit trusts in the portfolio, then you're doing okay. Ferreira and Janisberg said, I've got quotes for critical illness and disability cover. They vary materially. How do I know which is the best policy to buy? Every policy has its own conditions. Absolutely. And premium pattern, cover, particularly when it comes to dreaded disease. Is it a full pad? Isn't it a full pad? You've really got to talk to a financial plan. And an in, independent advisor will be able to give you best advice. Yeah. Yeah. There's a vast difference between trading, saving, and investing. Trading is done regularly is purely for speculative reasons. Saving is when you put money aside for your short-term future use. The objective usually is to preserve money for a specific goal. When you invest, your objective is to earn a return despite the risks and ups and downs of market performance. The role of a financial plan is to help individuals to ring fence these different strategies. The financial plan also has to take into account that investors are faced with the challenges of taxation, inflation and longevity. The problem being that they are often swayed in the investment advice by the individual's emotional mindset to the concept of fear of losing money. To quote General Patton, a good general takes where you want to be. A great general takes you where you ought to be. And if you trust and have confidence in your advisor, let them take you where you ought to be. Daryl, Tony, thank you very much for joining me. Please note that our program is to provide information and should not be construed as advice. Next week's program will focus on estate planning. And if you need to get hold of me, my details will appear on the screen. I'd like to thank you for watching and good night.